At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody and welcome back to your favorite GI Joe podcast show. Did you miss me? I was gone last week. You probably didn't miss me, but that's okay. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. I'm Robert Clark Chan. And we are joined not by TV's Gina Ippolito this week. We are joined by a special guest because Gina is back home in Booton Township, New Jersey. And we all know the way the internet works. You have to have three people in Los Angeles recording over the internet. Having one person on the East Coast doesn't actually work. Here's the thing. If we had Gina on uh, uh, while she were in Jersey, like the Jersey in her would come out and I don't, it would be a very different show, I think. Isn't that what people want, though? God, I hope not. (laughs) Well, today's special guest, uh, he's worked on ABC's The Con and has his own podcast, Get It Again. Matt Mazzani is with us today. Hey, Pizza Pie the Turnpike. Uh, I live next to New York. Blah, Jersey. Sorry, guys. I'm jerseying it up today to fill in for Gina. Nailed it. That's that that's all the, that's all the specifics I know about Jersey at this point. Hey, we think we're from New York and pretend like we are, but we're a different thing altogether. Many of us are orange. There you go. There you go. This is all good. We find the Sopranos offensive, and yet we fill every uh, stereotype that they do. Uh, There you go. Yeah. (laughs) This all works for me. Well, today we are talking about a cartoon show from the 1980s that we, I believe we've done on the show before, Denver, the Last Dinosaur. Actually, we did it on the show and then lost the episode. Is that right, Robert Clark Jam? No. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Look, I I just updated the goddamn spreadsheet, a thing that we've been talking about doing for... Yeah, I can't believe you actually did it. What a waste of time. <laughs> just for years. And I can say for a fact that Denver the Last Dinosaur is not on there. I can't imagine that we have done this show because the entire time watching it just blew my fucking mind. I, yes. I, I was... I don't know what I was feeling, but I was feeling all of it. And um, the, could it could it be Robert that you did the show? You had an adventure with Denver, but then Denver just had to slip away, and you kept his identity secret, and you and you just deleted oh boy. the episode. Could oh it be boy. that? This holds up. Respected his secret. Okay, look, look. You are the one that suggested this, so you have seen the show before, and I need to know if every episode is like this. I, I actually truly, this is what you, when you said like, oh, pick something that you watched before, but maybe you don't remember. And I, and I truly, honest to God, the thing about Denver, the last dinosaur is that it's, it is the theme song. It's the theme song that never leaves my head. I don't remember any episodes, but the theme song I'll never forget because it's just the biggest earworm 
that there ever was written. Can can we hear a little bit of this theme song? I mean, we're talking around it. I just want to clarify. Uh, if I think I think you mean the same thing uh, I mean when we say earworm, and that's the earworms from Tau Ceti Four in Star Trek Two, where they crawl into your ear and eventually chew up your brain, and you die a horrible, painful death unless you phaser yourself first. No, I'm talking about like uh, Jennifer's number, like eight six seven five three zero nine. Things like that. Those good ass earworms. This is a good mm. earworm. Just tickles your brain. Okay, right. well, <laughs> I got a, I got a lot to talk about here yeah. with this intro. Uh, I got a yes. few things to say here. First off, the second that it starts, I know I'm in the 1980s because there's kids in irregular sunglasses skateboarding in surf shorts down the sidewalk, and and I'm like, oh, I know exactly what decade this is. Yep. Uh, another thing, Denver, the last dinosaur. He's a friend, and 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 so much more. Mm-hmm. Are they fucking him? Uh, uh, I have to know, are they fucking the dinosaur? I had to immediately at the beginning of this let go of that because the the 12-year-old in me wants to take every everything and like make it sexual. You're like, oh, he's going to show you what he never saw. Huh? Oh, it's going to be a secret thing with you and it. And I was like, oh, no, this entire show is going to be that. I just need to just move past that. And. That's terrible advice for children. If you meet a special friend yep. who doesn't want you to tell other people about him yep. and he's showing you a world you've never seen before, yes. uh, don't keep it a secret. Mm-mm. I don't think not telling people is the correct answer here. That's just a PSA from me to you. Especially well, that's, if it's that's easy to say on this side of it, though, but we've never had an E.T. situation like everybody <laughs> acts like they're going to be all cool about it till they have an E.T. situation <laughs> and then they have to keep their little friend secret uh, because they're vulnerable. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, like I said, easy, easy, easy to say when you don't have an ET in your house. Oh, please. Or a dinosaur. I, listen, listen, if I had an ET situation, you'd never know about it. That's how ET situations work. Yes. I, I will contend that I think, uh, like, sure, these stories have existed uh, throughout human history, but I feel like the 80s was a real peak time for you have a secret and you can't tell anybody about it. Makes me feel like there were way more kids molested than uh, we are aware of. Oh, a lot of bike shops. There were a lot of bike <laughs> shops back in the 1980s. I'm going to tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, they did an interesting thing that I forgot was done back then. Not really seen these days. Halfway through the intro, they tell you what's going to happen in the episode and yeah. then just pick up back on the intro again. Yeah. They pick it back I mean, on the intro with, with a big hot key change, by the way, because you go from Denver sure. ba, 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 to like Denver, the last, the second one is like very hot. It's uh, fantastic. Not since Battlestar yeah. Galactica's reboot have I been so excited to know what's going to happen during the intro song. I, uh, um, I hate when they do that because to have to lay everything out like twice, like, like they don't trust e- either. They're trying to sell the story to you, which seems ludicrous. Um, I don't know why you, it, it's not like the Monday night wars where like you had to keep people on a channel. Like if you're, if you're a fucking kid and you're there, you're going to watch the episode. I'm you don't need watching. to be told what it's going to be about. <laughs> they really, they were really afraid of losing me. And how could you be? How could you possibly lose me during that banger of a number? That's what I'm trying to say. Like you would lose me by telling me about what's going to come in the episode and pulling me away from the banger. 
but we all but we all know about like the Monday Night Wars with wrestling. But you gotta wonder about like Saturday morning cartoon wars. Like what? How competitive was that field where you have like because you had NBC and you had CBS and you had ABC and they were all running their own cartoons on Saturday. So, yeah. so maybe Denver just had a front loaded because like listen, man, kids love radio DJs. They love records. They sure. love uh, electronic shenanigans. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, like if you're a kid, you're like, well, I was about to switch to Care Bears, but now I'm going to stay on Denver because I want to see where this radio DJ story goes. I, 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 I had to, I have to, I have to, and I have not been able to do it yet. I have to put myself in the mindset of their target demo which is, what are we talking, like 7 to 11-year-olds or something like that? Um, uh, it feels under like the it, age of smart, that's what I would say is their target. Demo. Like, it's, it seems very boy-oriented. You would think that the dinosaur would, there'd be like one token girl in there so that, you, you would know, think. But uh, this is very uh, leaning towards a male audience. And I just, there's so much about this that I, I don't understand how a child even even a child would be able to sit here and feel like this is some expression of the world. Like See, I, I've changed my mind on some things on this. I here's my new theory. They knew that the Denver theme song was a total banger, right? <laughs> they knew that kids were going to tune in for the theme song, but they also knew the episode about to follow was complete dog shit. So what they did was they know you're here for the banger and you're going to switch over to Care Bears. What if we put this? What's going to happen? Try to entice you in the intro that we know you're tuned into to keep you here to not switch to Care Bears. That's my new running theory. Although, and maybe it also wasn't every episode. Maybe it was just this episode. Because by the way, I don't know about you guys, but this episode was like dense with nonsense. It was just like there was <laughs> oh, so yes. much plot because it was like. I mean, not I mean, not to like you know play the whole plot out, but if you really oh, we drop, drop each thing, I mean, there is like it, it was like a lost lunch, and then there's a DJ, and DJs are competing with each other, and then there's a DJ contest, and then Denver becomes a a, a party guy, oh. and then there's a robot that chases dinosaurs, and we then there's will, a double we will crossing. Be covering oh, man, all of this, Matt. Let's not bust yeah. all of our uh, steamboats in the very beginning of the show. We will hit every single one of those points I, today. I, I promise you. Part of but, what I was saying was I, I was so overloaded was I was I was laughing almost every moment I was watching this, but it wasn't a hearty, joyful. Uh, I'm into this laugh. It was very defensive laughter. I I was like, what is happening? Oh, my God. I have to keep this away from the parts of my brain that are soft right now because I got a cold. <laughs> no, I, the best thing, the best thing about the intro and I'll get off the intro in a sec. This show was sponsored by the NEA. Did, this what? is an educational program. Wait, what this the this episode or the show? The show itself in the right at the end of the intro, they had a big thing with the NEA label uh saying that it um let me see if I can uh, find it real quick, but it's National Education Association or something like that. What? Um let me see here. Do, 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 well, I learned do. a lot today. I learned a lot when I watched it. Yes, this program has been recommended by the National Education Association, NEA, appeared right under the logo Denver the Last Dinosaur. This is an educational show, everybody. You know what? This does make some sense because part of the thing that I was uh, reacting to was the real preachy kind of like, you just got to be yourself. 
which is, I mean, it's a staple of these kind of cartoons, but Jesus Christ, the way they went about it was, was so horrendously ham fisted. I couldn't, uh, I'm hurting you guys. I'm hurting. I mean, look, just be yourself is such a common, uh, uh, it's such a common thing. Look, remember when, uh, Bluey, uh, went to the movie theaters to see that monkey movie about the monkey in the rain. The central theme there so many years later is just be yourself. And they sang a song about it. So come on, here we are. Well, and this is a, this is a time when kids are impressionable. They're going to, they're going to follow whatever trends their friends are doing. This is the time they need to hear that from a dinosaur to tell them <laughs> that it's okay to be themselves. They Thank can be, you. Yeah, and like this dinosaur that clearly doesn't chase trends. That's <laughs> I, I do love it. it's like be yourself, but this is the most trend chasing show. Oh my, my god. god. Be yourself, but also skateboard and BMX and you know what? Rock and roll music and For a uh, hot second Frisbees. He was Frisbees. Mother, he was he was saying dino rap rap. And I was like, Are you do you think you're rapping right now? Is this a thing that some Okay, because here's the thing. I've never felt more like uh, 50-year-old white male writers were writing a show for seven-year-old children. And uh, I've never felt that disconnect harder in my life than Um, this thing here. Well, here we go. This is starting the episode. uh, Radio is cool. Uh, and, and they're listening to the radio in their like garage house and they're both grabbing brooms and playing them like air guitars. And then the guy's got to go to kids, got to go to work. There's like four or five, I lost count, uh, uh, teenage boys who all take care of Denver at this house. Okay. That's our plot. Denver is the last dinosaur. They found him in a spaceship, I believe, and nobody can know about him. It's an ET situation. We've been over it. Denver doesn't want the kid to leave because he's basically a puppy dog. And uh, he wants to play Frisbee. They play one round of Frisbee and the kid leaves for work at the radio station downtown. It's in Los Angeles, too, by the way, which is amazing. It's in, of, it's in Hollywood. Yes. Their yeah. depiction of Hollywood is outstanding. I, 10 Ooh. out of 10, no notes. It's perfect. <laughs> now that, by the way, if you notice the detail of it, the, the establishing shot of the show, the Capitol Records building, then the Hollywood sign, and they, they peek over. This kid lives in the valley. Yes. This kid, yes. This kid yes. might live in NoHo. He, he might be this living kid. in my house. There like is, made, they might have shot made, it in my apartment. Come on. <laughs> I we all know it. that the dinosaur that fell from space is only going to live in Encino. I think we've already established that. I made a note of that because I'm like, these motherfucking kids bicycled over the hill? Yes, they No, did. no, no, yeah, no, that's no. Right. <laughs> that's right. All the way down Laurel Canyon through the mountains. <laughs> I, I took it all the way the wrong skateboards. So... <laughs> Look, there's a great uh, tr- mass transit system, Chan, that goes straight from the North Hollywood station to down to Hollywood and Vine. So I don't know the, what logic leap you're having a problem with here. Did the red line exist in 1988? Listen, I don't want to think about it. It feels, like it, ex- it feels like 1980s when you go down there now. Um, I'll say that. Uh, okay, so the kid forgets his lunch, and Denver and, and uh, Denver grabs a shirt, like a Hawaiian shirt, and, and, a, uh, and an explorer's uh, pith helmet or whatever the heck it was, and he puts these two articles of clothing on, and he's now a human. Actually, <laughs> Everyone on. thinks he's a he human put on boots. Now. He put on boots. And Sorry, and boots. You're right, and boots. Hold on. I just wanted to tell, let everybody know real quick that I quickly researched, and in fact, the B-Line, which is formally, apparently it's formerly the Red Line. I didn't even know they changed the name of it. It's now called the oh, B-Line. Wow. No, it's existed not. from 1993, 
There was no subway. There was no back subway. Then. All right. Well, listen. So they skateboarded down Laurel Canyon. <laughs> Um, I, I do have a note here. Denver's voice is mostly completely upsetting. Voiced by VO legend Pat Fraley. And I don't want to say nothing bad about Pat. Pat's an outstanding superstar of 80s uh, and 90s animation and even today. But d- is he sort of speaks English and it's sort of just baby talk gibberish. Yeah. But it's all upsetting to me. Every time he makes any kind of a sound, like... Do they understand him? I think they understand him, but not everybody understands him. He doesn't always talk and say words. Is he just being the predator and just mimicking back things that he's heard and doesn't understand its meaning? I don't know. Do you have a little bit, Chan, a sound drop of just Denver in general talking to someone? All right, just one throw. Here you go. Great catch, Denver. I said just one throw. Now I really got to get going. Ah, cheer. I guess that's just all uh, just doggy talk. Um, just, yeah. It's just upsetting. Because he find... seems like an intelligent creature. He recognizes the idea of somebody leaving their lunch behind to go to work to the point of re- finding the place where he works sight unseen. Also, also knowing that that he he is supposed to be kept secret, so he puts on a disguise. It's a self aware creature. It's alive. It's 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 yes! got consciousness. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. He is trying to maintain the ruse. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and by the way, the other thing uh, that that clip pointed out to that this is also like wall to wall music. This whole show, every dialogue scene is just like. <laughs> And like every dialogue scene, no matter what, there's just music everywhere on the show. Uh, I, I get it. Like if the words cannot, if the words cannot handle the the weight of the narrative, you got to just throw music under everything to remind people time is still moving forward. I mean, yeah. I will, I will say the one thing it did get right is I do remember radio being that cool. Like back in the eighties, as a kid, you're like, yeah, like being a DJ would be the most awesome thing. Uh, listening to radio is awesome. Uh, they they had music beds, and to this day, sometimes it still feels weird to like listen to NPR and and not have like something going on underneath it, just music like do, 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 just playing underneath it because that's that's what we grew up understanding that if you're talking, there's music going on on you all of the time. Well, that is a- absolutely fair. Okay, Matt, how do you feel about these construction workers? I know you must have some opinions on, because uh, I think they see through the disguise, but they don't until like his hat comes off. I mean, what what's happening here? Well, number one about the construction workers, don't pass this off, is they had a, the the best bit of like happy talk I've ever heard. Like he showed up at the scene and this one guy goes like, <laughs> like oh, why don't I always get a tuna fish sandwich? Yeah. It's like, oh, just I always like, get tuna fish sandwich in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 tuna fish. Yeah, well, tuna fish sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just like, oh god, I, lo- I would, man, I would just love. Oh, I love all sorts of happy talk. You just show up at a scene and they gotta, hey, mumble about something. I don't know, I don't know, tuna fish sandwich. I don't know. Uh, it's, and it, <laughs> they did this uh, in this this new Game of Thrones show. Uh, you know, they always cut they cut open a scene with uh, somebody finishing a joke. You know, it's one of my favorite tropes in all of narrative, and it's always the same punchline. And I couldn't believe it when I heard it. 
in uh, I don't know if you heard the new House of the Dragon Game of Thrones uh, episode one, but they cut to I think it was the king, and he says, "And he, you think it's that bad? Turn him around and see the other side." And I was just like, "Oh my god!" I can't. I, it's always the same punchline. There, the, I I think my favorite subverted version of that was that there's uh, Naked Babies, which was like Rob Corddry and Seth Morris uh, had a sketch team, and um, uh, somebody else was in there. But John the old, old UCB one. Oh yeah, John Russbow. Yeah, but the, they were doing a video sketch, and 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 it started out with them laughing, and then uh, Seth just goes end of funny story, and they laughed at that. They and the but the same cadence. They just said like end of funny story. <laughs> I was like that was that was always great. I always enjoyed that. Brilliant. It's 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 I it's it, it there's a lot of tropes out there that once once they were either explained to me or I kind of picked up on them. I you know, it's like when you when you first hear and I first heard about the Sopranos and then I suddenly saw Sopranos billboards literally every place that I went. Now I just I see the tropes in every single thing I ever watch and there's that joke and then there's uh, uh uh people drinking alcohol on TV shows and movies. They always drink it straight out of the glass with no ice and it's the most disgusting they just have warm vodka. They just pour into a water glass and then they just start drinking it because continuity doesn't want to deal with ice cubes. And it infuriates yeah. me every time I see it right now. Yeah. No, it's You'll uh, start noticing it's, it too, kids at home. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, well, also, nobody says goodbye on the telephone. I think it's the other one that, that when I start oh, doing yeah. that, like everybody just goes like, all right, I'll, like they'll just say, just say like, this needs to be taken care of. Click. And it's like, what a fucking asshole. Like, they don't say, all right, uh, well, good. All right, bye. Bye, assassin. <laughs> bye. Um, you, you hang up first. No, you hang up first. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, that's how we all hang up regularly. Yeah. That's why nobody makes calls anymore. <laughs> uh, but you're right. The, these construction workers uh, sit, sitting on a beam, like, by the way, they're also, like, they're, they're sitting on a beam like construction workers, like, from the past. But they are, like, on... <laughs> The first, like they're on the first story, they could just walk downstairs and eat lunch on the curb. They don't have to sit on the beam for their lunch here. They're just... I didn't think about that. They are ten feet up in the air. Yes, sitting like the people who constructed the Empire State Building in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's, it's too much. Uh, but yes, they um, see Denver. His hat falls. Like, well, it's it's a whole. It's actually what a, what an action sequence here because it's the vent blows up his hat. They see that they fall off the beam to their to one story high to their deaths. <laughs> then Denver gets a newspaper on his head, so he runs into a sewer track, or he, he runs falls into, like into a, a sewer grate. You want to talk about every nightmare come true at once? Yeah. Then he pops his head out of another sewer manhole, almost gets run over by a car, and he happens to like wind up right in front of Hip Radio. Hip radio. One of my favorite. We all remember hip radio here in Los Angeles. Hip yes. radio. Um, and, and, oh, around this time, the just, other kids come home and they no, say, where's Denver? And they vow hold to go on. find him. That's I it. Need that's all people, that's that scene is. I yeah. need people to know if you were not alive and conscious and functioning in the 80s, hip was not a thing. It's a thing that old people tried to keep a thing from their childhoods oh hip you if you were actually cool you would not call your radio station hip radio or if you uh, were a 50 year old writing for seven year olds however then uh, fair game game on <laughs> let's do it 
Um, now we get one of many different uh, plots that happen. There is a B plot and a C plot here, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, it, one of these involves the equipment failure that keeps happening at Hip Radio, uh, and that the, the three times this week, the uh, the whole like station board started sparking electricity visibly, which is dangerous and a problem, and they should probably be taking more seriously. Yeah. Um, our hero DJ is called Rockman. And uh, there's a guy named Mr. Stubbs who is like the he's the producer. I don't know exactly what this guy is. He looks like a handyman, uh, <laughs> like a handyman from a Berenstain Bears cartoon. Uh, he's just he's terrible looking. Uh, and he also is apparently the boss of our hero kid who is like an intern, I guess. But he's it's a paid internship. So that's good. It's the 80s. Interns got paid. Um, and then the villainous side of the thing is loud radio. <laughs> with dj streak and i'll be honest i listened to dj streak here for about five seconds he's doing cartwheels and and standing on his head behind the radio bank which somehow impresses everybody who can't you know radio famously visual medium he's smashing records he's the coolest man alive is what i'm trying to say we make podcasting jokes about that like we'll we'll do something and be like of course you can't see that because we're on uh in a podcast and they were making but this is the unironic version of that. Like the writers of the show either believed that these kind of physical antics on a radio uh, uh, program would draw more listeners, or they thought their audience was so stupid <laughs> that if someone said, I am doing a cartwheel right now, uh, uh, as a DJ, that people would be like, this is amazing, and I need to listen to this more. Well, well, and that's <laughs> the thing, is all the stations played the same songs <laughs> back then. <laughs> so there was no, there wasn't like there was one that was playing cooler stuff than the other. All radio stations played the same songs. I mean, to be fair, this thing, there's loud radio and hip radio, so it seems like there would that would be a more rock-oriented station, uh, loud radio. Hip radio... It's he 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 says classic rock at one point, so it's likely that they're still doing like seventies AOR, you know, like maybe some. Uh, uh, you say that, but they were only playing an instrumental version of the Denver the Last Dinosaur theme song. Yeah, that's right. That was every song that was on there was the which I also do want to live in that Los Angeles. I'd live in that like you know what, I listen to the radio a lot more. <laughs> but, uh, don't, don't forget this about Streak, by the way. Don't forget about Streak. Not only is he saying I'm doing car rolls, do this. He also just like is the most desperate performer who literally <laughs> says, I will do anything if you listen to me. <laughs> like He's like the saddest, the saddest DJ I could imagine. The thing you don't know about DJ Streak is he actually invented the tarp show. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I, this is where I just have it written down at this point. How the F is this Denver di- disguise actually fooling people? Like, he is an eight-foot dinosaur with a long neck and a literal green tail sticking out with no pants on, but he's got boots, a Hawaiian shirt, and uh, and a newspaper on his head. And this, and like, nobody's... Look, Los Angeles famously uh, abandoned city with no pedestrians walking around. I figured out my problem. You saying that has has clicked in me what the the problem I have with the show is, and it is that a dinosaur... In the year 1988, wearing a hat and a Hawaiian shirt and no pants. Oh, geez. He's Robert uh, Clark Chan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. A, yes, that is true. B, uh, the the fact that he can um, 
get by people without anybody noticing in the part of fucking Hollywood. They've clarified that this is specifically Hollywood. There's a sign that says Hollywood Boulevard. We know where we are. On the corner uh, of Hollywood and California, by the way, the, the famous, <laughs> the famous cross stop. I was trying to see the cross street on that. <laughs> I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't tell what it was. So, okay. Maybe it's not 100% accurate, but the, the fact that the, this dinosaur can do that is, uh, uh, I think the most realistic part of the cartoon. <sighs> Everything else is so much worse than a fucking dinosaur walking through the middle of Hollywood. That's how bad this is. This there is there is a, so much there is so many buys to this that that are like make this show hard to uh, understand because I, I just don't understand. I, I guess I don't understand what makes a DJ a good DJ. After watching this show, that's yes. what I'm really concerned with. Like, yes. what makes these guys? Like, like, because by the way, they also like have like he goes, "I'm a popular DJ." And then they walk in. Wow, Streak just did a show. You're less popular now. I don't know yes. what <laughs> statistics they read so quickly, but he just judged him right away that he's less popular. Nielsen's and then he goes back like the day used to go minute by minute, and they would send the uh, metrics immediately thereupon. Yeah. <laughs> It's the craziest thing because, yes, this show is a very warped idea of how radio DJs and media in general works because, again, they're all playing the same music. It's all the same Denver of the Last Dinosaur uh, song, uh, and, and they're occasionally, like, sputtering over it. And so what made the Denver... Uh, what made people love Denver who suddenly grabbed the mic and he was on the air because also this world famous rock man DJ just set up songs to play and just fucking left the building apparently, um, which is a little odd. Denver goes in Not there and he starts beatboxing over the music, just spouting absolute gibberish nonsense. <laughs> and I'm to suddenly believe that the songs that everybody wanted to hear back in the day. Uh, what were the popular songs of 1988? Michael Jackson's Black or White. Was that 88? That was the uh, the bad album. Oh, yeah. We'll just say that. We'll just say Michael Jackson's uh, Bad, okay? And what would really get the kids listening to Michael Jackson's Bad is if there was somebody over the top of it on the radio going, and that would really make me want to tune in. I've done the research. Number one Billboard year and Hot 100 singles in 1988. Number one, Faith, George Michael. Oh, do, that's a great do, song. Do, 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 you gotta have dino rap, dino rap. You think I'm making this up, Chan? Do you have the sound pole of of Denver rapping over this album? Because it was mostly upsetting. Listen, hey, dude, check out this DJ, Mario. Dino rap, rap, rap. Dino rap, rap, rap. I mean, it's it's so upsetting to me. It is so aggressively upsetting to me that suddenly kids who weren't listening to the radio got a psychic vibration that a being, they don't even know it's a dinosaur, just somebody is just shouting dino rap over their songs they love. And suddenly everybody in the entire school and the way they're dancing with each other in the school. Holy shit. I don't remember the time when everybody had headphones and a Walkman, but using it as a radio would just stand one foot away from each other's faces and just stare at each other while they were moving their arms and legs, never breaking the one foot away. I don't remember dancing like that in the 1980s. That uh, that was also like uh, the finest animation they had. They had like they had like a big pan across like 
12 kids. They all like this is like where they put all the money into this episode. Is into this <laughs> yes. one dance. All the animation. Because uh, <laughs> it's 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 not the sleekest show. And by the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna cross into something that, that I may be fighting here. Does oh gosh, I even hate to say it. <laughs> Does Denver put on a black scent when he does his dino rap because <laughs> yes, the does. whole the whole time he's like ah we are, i'm a dinosaur i'm a dinosaur but he's like oh frisbee but then he like when he does his dino rap, he's like hey dino rap dino rap i'm like what is that what, is, <laughs> what are you, denver what are you doing denver i i like i said i maybe i'm reading too much into that but i did i did not yeah that's it that's that's one reason why it made me upset here's I, the thing I, uh before I, watching this show if you had told me that that was uh, your takeaway from it, I would have said, no, that was ridiculous. They wouldn't have done something like that. Having seen the show, I'm like, there is no bad choice or mistake they could have made making this thing that I don't believe they could have done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, 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 that, that, that's not even like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely not the realm of possibility for, for old Denver. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Imagine having a friend from a long time ago. Since we're the last dinosaur. He understands what we say? Oh, Our own secret nobody. Denver the Last Dinosaur here on Cubo. For more information, go to Cubo.com. Now back to G.I. Joe. I like, yeah, what what would make popular music? What would make kids really listen to popular music other than a racist black scent? It's beatboxing over the top of it. That's really what's gonna bring the kids to their radio devices. And uh, I it's, yeah, it's I, so I, upsetting. I want to say that um Part of the reason why I picked this episode specifically is because, yes, I have worked in radio. Yes, I have been a DJ. So I have some concept of what a DJ's job is. Yes. But this is so far from (laughs) it that I can't even conceptualize it as being the job that they are saying that it is. There is no part of this that has any bearing on reality whatsoever outside of the fact that there is a studio that a human <laughs> being is in. That's it. There is nothing else that pertains to the job of DJ in real life. And they don't even, they don't even, I don't even know that they understand what they're trying to convey is a DJ. Cause like when you get to the DJ contest at the end, you're like, they first off, they skip DJ street completely. It's just like that. Uh, um, Oh, well, you should see you should see what the the other side of the guy. It was they skip the part where he does his DJ thing, and then just show you the aftermath. And well, then they, they finished. They he spun on the chair, and then the ladies came in. Then he sat at the desk, right? Like that. 
I think that was all part of his DJ act. I think we saw a little bit of it. But it was uh, so weird. It was just so absolutely uh, bizarre. Uh, I look, Rock, Rockman comes into the station. He goes, "What's going on right here?" And he's just like, "Oh, a dinosaur pretending to be a human is beatboxing over the songs." Yeah, I guess that's fine. Uh, but it turns out he's a hit. He refers to him as a mystery guest. Why don't you two do the show together? <laughs> and I just, to what Chan just said, this has no framing in any reality I've ever seen before, which is why my brain started spiraling out of control. But real quick, I sent you guys a picture in the chat that we have set up for this. It's a screen grab I took of uh, them walking on the streets and I swear to God, this guy is dressed exactly like one of, he's just a rando on the street walking by the kids on their bikes. He looks like one of the Cobra engineers who worked on the Pyramid of Darkness with his gray <laughs> jumpsuit and his giant brown boots. Uh, the only thing he's missing is the helmet with the with the little uh, face mask on it. Um, but he's got beautiful long blonde hair. And I just, who in Los Angeles is dressing like an alien foreman from the future other than a Cobra engineer? Pyramid of Darkness confirmed Los Angeles. This show is so bad that I could buy that it is a Cobra scheme and that there's some <laughs> sort of like a subliminal hypnosis thing underneath it, turning oh. us all into villains. I don't know, man. I, so. I, you know, I said, I said, if this, if this was like Los Feliz, but they said, they said very specifically, they're in downtown Hollywood. Okay. Yep. That's, that's how we all refer it to when we go to like, what's it? Wilcox and Cahuenga. That's downtown Hollywood. That's the local LA humor for the, for the Angelinos <laughs> here. If you've hit pinks, you've gone too far. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> That's, oh no! Yeah, that, that's, that's so upsetting. <laughs> um, okay, so we now get the big plot reveal to reveal our B plot. Mister Stubbs, the guy I mentioned earlier, uh, is the saboteur. Oh no! He looks like the villain from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Quite honestly, that's yeah. what this guy looks like yeah. to me. Um, and, and another exciting moment happened that I could not, frankly, believe. They need to get Denver out of the building through the back way. Okay, reasonable. You're not going to walk the dinosaur who's poorly disguised as a human out the front door. So they deliver him to the quote-unquote delivery entrance out the back, and then they pull back to reveal the delivery entrance is on the third floor of the building <laughs> with only a fire escape to get up there. <laughs> I, yeah, you know what? I didn't even put that together. I saw it, and I thought, that's eh, kind of a weird specific that they would have, like, uh, hip radio delivery entrance only sign over the door. But like, okay, whatever. But yeah, yeah, the fact that they were walking down all those stairs. Jesus Christ. Just some poor, yeah. some poor UPS guy going, God damn it, I got to pack a <laughs> box of vinyls up to hip radio today. This is the worst fucking day of my life. Can't I just go in the front door? No. Climb. No. People will think we have records here. You don't want that. Um, it's just this show. It's like they're actively trying to insult your intelligence. I don't know if that's supposed to be a gag or they just gave so little a shit that they're just like, they're, our audience is too dumb to even know what's going on. I well, want to believe it's a gag, but this show isn't smart in any other way. So why would I think that? I'll, I'll, I'll help clarify it to you, to you because there are two little details that I noticed going through. One is that the radio station, hip radio, the you know contemporary hits, rock, whatever it is, is 88.1 FM, which is the absolute bottom of the dial. You only have NPR stations and college radio down there. Um, the other thing is the the goddamn 
uh, secretary has a switchboard. Yeah, yes, right. she, she was a 1940s telephone operator. There are oh, like a 200 slots on there. So apparently this radio station is just fucking ginormous. And also they had real goddamn phones at that time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is, by the way, also, I, uh, one thing I loved is that the, uh, the, 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 the secretary did not match her voice. Uh, <laughs> that's my opinion. But there was like, a, it was like an old bitty of a secretary, like an old lady with like her hair in a bun, white hair. And she's like, oh my God, we got, we got to get so many calls on the switchboard. She's like playing like a ditzy, like bimbo-y voice character, but she's like an old lady. It was very, it was All very right. disconnected. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a very Janine yeah. kind of fr- from Ghostbusters kind of voice. Yeah, yeah, that is not the seventy-year-old woman they were portraying her to be <laughs> uh, at all. Now Stubbs follows uh, Denver home and realizes, oh, he's a dinosaur. He lives, he lives in North Hollywood. Um, and and immediately the kids get Denver home and they're like, oh, Denver was on the radio, and the one kid who's tasked with keeping Denver's entire identity a secret as the central premise of the show immediately (laughs) says, we need to take Denver on the road or to Vegas and put him on stage in a big show. Well, Uh, hold on. No, this is, this is shades. That's doing this. Uh, Like, by the way, there is, I, that's the only one I don't know any other name, but they did call out shades, the character. Okay. We, we did talk about this briefly. There is four boys, and I cannot tell the difference between them as characters or anything. Not a one. There's there's our main kid, which is his glasses and a hat. There's Shades, which wears shades. There sure. is... Uh, there's uh, one a, smart guy, because uh, some other dude calls him Einstein when he's like, we need to approach this systematically. Uh, when so yeah. a strong guy, a, a sports guy, and a smart guy. Those are the last two. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, sports guys, sports guys, smart guy. Yeah, so and shades is I think rock idiot guy or something. But yeah, the so burnout they, they, of the crew. Yeah, yeah. They but they they don't they don't need four boys. They don't need four boys. No, uh, like really, like, you don't need more than one. Yeah, <laughs> quite honestly. No, or I mean, if, or like I said, like have just one girl. <laughs> Why can't you do that? You have all of these extra characters. Sorry, dude. Go, go, woke, go broke, dude. Sorry. <laughs> to be fair, had Denver achieved a season three, you know that there would have been a black kid in a wheelchair named Wheels who would have joined the crew. Uh, they, do, they do have a BK. Understood. They do have a BK kids vibe. You're you you were right on that. <laughs> they absolutely do. There's uh, going to be a kid named Wheels in every crew eventually if it's in the '80s. There's one thing that I uh, uh, that we passed over, and I I, I want to play it again because I was. I was very confused by it. They're in the uh they're they're trying to explain who Denver is to Rockman. Uh and he's oh, all yes. like, oh, oh yes. I've, I've never seen a lizard like him before. And I get all fucking snooty about it. He's the last of his kind. A solo dino. <laughs> get it? What oh, t- a solo dino? It's a solo dino. Get it? <laughs> what does that mean? They only give Townsend Coleman the best lines. It's a. It's supposed to be a joke. He's he's tell he's saying something in a joking fashion, but I don't understand what the joke is. So well, see, dino. there's two words. Each one has four letters in it and ends in an O. Uh, solo dino. So you know the words are similar, and that's 
You joke. This literally is making me shaking with rage. I well, I don't think it's a joke. I think he's like, he's a solo dino. Get it through your skull. Like, get it. That's what he means. Oh. Like, get it. Like, I like that. Like, I, I think he's. I think that's his dramatic scene there oh, that he's okay. having. Okay, so he's the only one. Yeah, he's he's explaining I, the, the the severity of the situation. Why would that be the part that uh, a grown adult would not understand? about a dinosaur showing up in the middle of fucking Hollywood in 1988. What's the fact that, hey, there's only one, man. Don't you understand that? It's the fact that there's only one isn't the part that's throwing me. The part that's throwing me is he's a fucking dinosaur that's, that's wearing really, a Hawaiian shirt. That's the sticking point. Can we talk about that instead? No, 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 man. You don't get it. There's only one of him. No, no, no. I got it. <laughs> I don't know why you think there's a whole herd of them, man. No, I don't think there's a whole no, herd of them. No, no part of there me. is one. The existence of merely the singular one is enough to blow my mind sufficiently enough. I'm not what even going to start to think about the fact that this is a dinosaur that likes rock music. I'm not even <laughs> thinking about that. I'm not even just like, that it exists is, is enough to be weird. I would uh, argue this... that he's an early proponent of uh, rap metal because, again, he was he was dino <laughs> rapping guess. over the rock music. Yeah, he was Kid Rock before Kid Rock. <laughs> kid, bow with the bow to bang. I mean, listen, that's basically what Denver was doing over the lyrics. That is kind of that's kind of pretty close. <laughs> it's kind of right. Can I get can I get a side by side comparison of bow with the bow <laughs> and Denver's dino rock uh, scatting, please? Thank you. Bow with. Ba wit ba. It's a yeah. It's, it works. It fits. I might it actually works. go back and try and do that because yeah. <laughs> listen, if you have a way of putting Denver <laughs> scatting over ba wit to ba chan, you will win the podcast awards for the year twenty twenty two. As far as as far as my heart is concerned, um, let's get to the actual. Like, okay, we've done all the setup. We're now about fifteen minutes into this twenty two minute program. Yeah. <laughs> let's get on to Act Two. Yeah, <laughs> which the challenge uh, first off, uh, DJ streak wants uh, Denver uh, for himself. He's like, well, if I just had a dinosaur rapping over the tracks I play, I could be the number one DJ in town again. <laughs> like what is happening on this show? I and am so, kind of curious yeah. if that is a running thing, because I feel like there were multiple cartoons that had that element of uh, uh, like Rubik. Uh, there, uh, some Every episode like of Rubik chasing rubik because like oh yeah if i had him i could do all sorts of things um so i'm wondering if like there were multiple people that when they discovered uh denver was a thing that they wanted him to exploit him well it's, explain it's the harlem also, bro yeah explain it but also like not to not to be the adult uh, uh from et anymore but like <laughs> he should be, he's the last of his kind he should be cloned or studied or like where the fuck is he from or like he's Denver has much more importance than being these kids' friends. I gotta say, I am at the age. I am at the age. Well, I think it was an egg, right? Didn't they, didn't they skateboard onto an egg? <laughs> I thought it was a spaceship, but maybe. I think it was a giant blue egg. How did, how did it get more fucked up? How is it possible? <laughs> Jesus. Um, no, this is and this is the problem with a lot of 80s cartoon villains. And I will now refer to it as the uh, the Harlem Globetrotters problem, uh, because 
what you'll end up finding, and yes, it was a giant egg in the dirt. I just looked it up. Oh my God, it was a purple egg in a crater that they found in North Hollywood. Everything about this is upsetting. It's the Harlem Globetrotters villain problem in that we had, in the most recent Harlem Globetrotters episode that we did from the 1970s, we had a mad scientist who created uh, uh, androids, actual working AI autonomous androids. They also created androids that could play basketball. They also created a device that allowed you to suck the basketball skill out of a human being and put it into an android. Also, you could flip brains using this same machine. And on top of all of the above, they created sentient robots. Uh, Oh, sorry. They also created the ability to do that through a basketball that would actually swap brains and steal talent through an actual basketball. The, The science required to do all of this is through the roof. But what to what end did they do this? And what end were they happy when they owned a car wash? When they used these robots to create a car wash, an autonomous car wash at the end of the episode, if they just stopped before the plot, they would already be billionaire successful stories. <laughs> yeah. yep. Why do the villains in these things always need Rubik to do their thing? So they'll create an army <laughs> of, of mutant fly creatures. I mean, here's and use what, it to just capture Rubik. It just least, drives with, me crazy. With this episode of this show, I feel like we can say it's character based. You know what? DJ Streak is never going to be satisfied. He's always going to be ambitious and wanting to do yeah. top himself. Chan, and- that's why he's the number one DJ in LA. It's the hunger. There you go. <laughs> it, he's causing his own problems. So that I understand. I feel like if he built uh, AI robots and had brain swapping technology and whatnot, like he wouldn't be satisfied either. It's fair. All right. But fair enough. Everything else. Yeah, he, well, he he could do handstands and break records. That was his skill set before he <laughs> saw Denver. So, yeah, getting Denver to scat on his and his show would be a step up for him. He's talking to his high school counselors, like, well, "What do you want to be when you grow up? Uh, what what are your skills? Just tell me what you can do." Uh, I I have no shame for self promotion. He would be an, he actually would be a great influencer today. Streak really missed his oh. time because he would be born a, too early. TikTok influencer, like I'll do anything if you watch me. <laughs> I'm here in this Wendy's with this cup full of pee, and if you just, I'm gonna drink it. I'm gonna drink it here in this Wendy's. You just stay with me. Are we got the viewers? I'm totally gonna drink it. Ten minutes later, okay, we're still gonna drink it. I promise. <laughs> yeah. God bless America. DJ Streak is that guy. Uh, his plan, how he's going to lure Denver out is by putting together a dj challenge come visit me saturday the dj challenge now first off i want to say this event came together very very quickly yes yes he, he, he invented just, it this saturday. yelled it off the cuff and then somebody yep. produced this fucking show they have an entire setup a tent a stage uh they have working music they have dancers like that's a lot to get together in 48 hours time in Los Angeles. I mean, to be fair, this probably hits a little bit harder as I think we've all in to some degree or another produced shows or tech shows or have some idea what goes into putting up a goddamn stage in the middle of a parking lot (laughs) and having hundreds of people watching you full lights, full sound. Jesus Christ. Jen, it took us like three or four tries to get a who would win live stream just on the air. And that's with weeks to prepare for it. Well, we're always talking about like it's a show in a mall. How, it takes that much time just to pull a permit. Like, how do they get the yeah. permit pulled yeah. in time? You know, and this is the actual superhero 
of this show, the actual rock star, <laughs> is that goddamn producer. <laughs> Get him on any project that I'm doing because this guy gets results. I mean, I could I could see why DJ Streak uh, becomes the number one uh, DJ in Los Angeles because of uh, all that uh, behind the scenes work from the producer who we yeah, never that meet. producer's saving Don't his ass. Know what he sounds like. It's like the the Metalocalypse uh, producer lawyer. You know, it's just the guy <laughs> yeah. does everything. He does yeah. everything. Uh, great line over here um, from, I believe it's um, Rockman, who says, I wish I was a dino. He's special. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> a moment of pathos Hold for this let's, famous DJ. Let's hear it so we can feel the voice acting just coming through. I wish I was a dino like Denver. He's special. Oh. Be real. I wanted to go a little bit further so that we can hear Denver say be real, which in this context, in the context of this cartoon children's show, he means you shouldn't be uh, uh, like me. You should be yourself. You should be your real authentic self. But also, I feel like by this time, that was absolutely slang for... uh, um, not a fucking chance in hell. Be yeah, I, yeah. I yeah. Stop telling untruths. Yeah, stop saying nonsense. Be real, man. And so he took it in a different direction than it was intended. I think. Yeah, you don't fair. have to lie to kick it, homie. Like that's what he used to say. That's what he should have said. <laughs> I wish he would have said that. with the black scent, so that we can yeah, just finally right. just be be clear and out in the open with where oh we are. God, oh lordy, Lou. So okay, so in order, so. So the DJ streak goes first. And now I don't understand how their DJ skills are on display here That's in any possible way because so fucking mad. DJ streak's gimmick seems to be dancing girls. He, he trods on the stage, sits down in a chair and they're like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what is but, happening? Like, yeah, like it's, it's not even because this would probably still be a little early, not that early, but uh, a little early to, for a children's show to, for example, show off uh, turntabling. Sure. Even just at the very basic level of like, I'm putting on a record and now I'm mixing it into this record. But that is a thing they could have done, but it isn't. The only thing that they seem to uh, conceive of a DJ doing is some sort of physical, visual act to go with the music they're playing. Which makes no sense on radio. <laughs> so yeah, I'm watching it right now just to make sure I have the accuracy correct. <laughs> Four dancing girls do can-can across the stage. Ah! The curtain opens up behind them. DJ Streak is on a swivel chair. He spins around 50 times with a wireless mic in his hand, stands on the chair, points to the crowd, and then shouts something at them. And that's his act. He says, let's hear it for me. Excuse me. 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 For me, me, me. He slides over to the uh, DJ booth setup they have on the side. But apparently, even though it's clearly on stage in one shot, he's clearly off stage at this moment. So that's off limits to the audience to look at, I suppose. Well, and, but, and, and you're, you're, don't forget this packed audience. This is a packed. Oh, yes. Full. People mm-hmm. turned in to watch this DJ contest and that's the show they got. <laughs> well, I, and I will say when we when we when we get to DJ Rockman, his set when he comes out in the Dino costume. Oh boy, I oh boy. felt horrible for this guy. Just what is he? <laughs> what was he thinking? 
It's that moment. Look, okay, real book. Okay, I want to get there, but before we get there, we got to talk about this satellite dish trap that Mr. Stubbs has put together using uh, Chan's favorite remote control technology. Remote control. Now, never mind the fact that he makes a very clear point to say it's remote control technology, but in the very next scene, it's clearly working by itself with nobody operating. Well, no, that's because his remote control has a single red button and nothing else. It's It's just one button. Do the thing. Um, Again, if you can create something like this, you don't need to be like fifth banana at a radio station. I'm just saying. Honestly, I feel like this is a really specifically purposed thing. And I don't know that he has a lot of transferable skills around that. Now, what if the entire episode is purely because the writer had the idea of this contraption and created literally every other aspect of this show to show off what he thought was going to be a world-changing trap device? (laughs) Or he was looking, it was like, you know, fuck G.I. Joe. I got a toy for you. I got a toy that's going to sell millions. Whoa. Well, you take that attitude right out of here, mister. Um, so there's a big chase scene that happens in the parking lot right behind where this is going on. Again, Denver doesn't seem too concerned about being seen. Well, no, he has a, he has a hat on. You couldn't <laughs> tell hat. this eight foot tall uh, guy with the hat, green guy with the hat. I, I didn't, I didn't even know Denver was in that scene. I just saw this like big tall guy wearing a hat. <laughs> You so, say so what you have to say, his disguise was so good, you had trouble just even figuring out that Denver was on the screen. Oh, Denver. Oh, now it makes sense. Now it makes sense. Denver's on the screen. Okay. 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 Yeah, that's yeah. He's he's good. He's the master just the true master disguises Denver in the show. So, Waving his giant dinosaur dick around because he's not wearing pants. Not wearing <laughs> pants. Is that his tail? It is not. Um <laughs> Now let's talk about let's talk about uh, Rockman's uh, uh, Matt. You, you got something you want to say about this? I just I, I I this is where I really just like felt unbelievably sad for Rockman. I just like <laughs> it was so just truly a pathetic performance, and the idea of just like I like he all of a sudden doesn't know what to do. He goes <laughs> and he just. He goes out in a dinosaur costume already. Like he got talked into uh. going out in a dinosaur costume, and then he just like stands there and he just and he's like, I think he says something like, "I don't know what to do now," and I'm just like, "Bro, like what? Like what? Number one, what were you going to do before? I, I I wasn't even unclear about that, but just you're yeah, in a dinosaur forget. costume, dude. You're already halfway there. Just finish it." He comes out in a dinosaur costume and a guitar and a guitar because DJ. He- yeah, that's what says DJ to me is dinosaur suit and a guitar. He is preceded, uh, much like the dancing girls for DJ Streak, by four kids on BMX bikes and skateboards because that is what kids are into oh, these days. They brought the bikes and skateboards on stage, just yes. for the record. Yes. So it's either tits and ass or bikes and boards. Um, and, and what's amazing about this is why is he dressed like a dinosaur? Nowhere in the act that people were finding popular was a dinosaur even really mentioned outside of dino rap. Like, there's really no reason. Nobody else knows that he's supposed to be a dinosaur. <laughs> so why the ruse? And to be fair, his plan was Denver was going to be just off stage doing a little Cyrano de Bergerac bit and he was going to copy the moves that denver did now i don't know how that also shows him again to be a great dj in this dj contest also i just realized in this whole thing if he's if his plan is to come out and be in a dinosaur costume and just like dance around with a dinosaur costume 
why not just bring Denver out and tell everybody it's a dinosaur costume? Thank you. <laughs> like, why not just have you and Denver on the stage together? It's just two costumes, everybody. Yes, of course it is. It's not like there's a solo dino on stage. Yeah, the last of his kind. That's like, yeah, it's oh, so much work. Just bring out Denver. Yeah, it's like, wow, look at this. Like, I don't know. People, it's the 80s. People are stupid. They'd buy that. It's the one time. It's the one time I agree with the audience on this show is when he comes out standing there in a dinosaur costume and a guitar not doing anything, and they're looking confused. The looks on the people's faces in the audience during his act was the looks, I think, of all three of us as we watched this entire show. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they were really disgusted with his performance. Like, just, they were like, oh! I think they were going like, oh, man! (laughs) Like... What's going on? Uh, let me see. Let me see. I don't know how to be a dino. What am I gonna do? That's a full-on poo, <laughs> man. They're not having it. And, I, don't and know I just how realized to be a dino. I, I, I have the thing up. Denver was being chased through the parking lot, literally in front of the stage. <laughs> While this was happening, with everyone turned around, he is no more than say. 50 60 feet away from this crowd <laughs> as he's walking around being captured by this uh this satellite dish but he he avoids the satellite dish and goes backstage uh albeit too late to save the show now <laughs> amazingly uh mr stubbs at his machine sees a hat bobbing up and down alongside a set of cars he immediately uses his machine to grab the person wearing the hat figuring it must be this eight foot dinosaur who very clearly towers over the cars. (laughs) He ends up capturing Mr. Wimple, Mr. Whipple, either way, the uh, the station manager of hip radio. And not only does he capture him and says, I got you. And then he immediately turns to the, uh, the owner of the station and says, now that I've captured you, I don't need to sabotage rock man's show anymore. Oops. (laughs) Well, you, maybe the you, biggest you could, unforced error. The you biggest could, unforced you, error we've seen. You could safely say that to a dinosaur and you would be fine. You would be fine if it was a dinosaur. Look it in. That's all I'm trying to say. Look it in. He, that was like his second sentence he said to this man. Look it in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's like tennis. This is an unforced error. You had no reason to say it at all. It had literally nothing to do with what you were doing in the moment. It's just, um, you know. Uh, you know, so Mr. Rockman gets the be real idea in his head. I'm just going to be real. Oh, that's all I have to do. I'm just going to take off this dinosaur costume and I'm going to dance. Maybe he um... takes off the dinosaur costume, stands in front of the mic and basically says, I'm Rockman, And that's who I am. Rock and roll. Who? Yeah, he, he rocks likes rock. rock and roll. This he this says, show made this show made me actively like kind of dislike rock and roll. Like I'm kind of like I don't know if I like that whole genre of music anymore. It's it's getting a little flat for me. <laughs> I mean, look, he says he takes off the dinosaur costume, panders to the audience in the ri- most ridiculous way. He says, "Who here likes rock and roll music?" <laughs> it's. <laughs> They are literally here for a rock and roll DJ. And the audience is like, oh, we've turned it around. Yes, you are talking about us. We, we are the ones who like rock and roll music. And then he jumps in the air once, 
takes a knee, points at the crowd, and then stands with one leg on the ground, one leg wiggling in the air in front of him, and this crowd is losing its shit at this 50-year-old DJ wearing a suit. I I just need to apologize to people who listen to the show, perhaps people who haven't been listening from the get-go. If you've been listening from the beginning, you will know that there have absolutely been long, long streaks where I have done nothing but just hate, hate, hate the cartoons that we watch. And just, it's the entire episode is just me being an asshole. And I don't like that uh, for myself or about myself. And for the most part, because we've talked to a lot of people who make these kind of things. And, uh, you know, like we're in Los Angeles, like sort of in the business, often working on this kind of thing. And, you know, like, so you don't want to like shit on work that people do. Cause for the most part, people try their goddamnedest to make some good stuff. Um, but honestly, this was so bad. One of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. And this, I, this, sorry, you had to be here for that. This does have the, the, the energy of just like a writer's room going like, I don't know. I don't know what a DJ does. Just says he dances around. I don't know. Just fucking write it. Who cares? Like they'll figure it out. Let the animators figure it out. I don't know. Uh, it has that that this, the energy of this whole episode. It, it's the, they're they're focusing the whole episode on it. Like this one person is better at this thing than the other person, but they don't know what that thing is. Like silver mining, you would know because like one person mines more silver. But DJing, <laughs> yeah. it's just like I don't know. More people listen to what. Because they're, they're they're listening for the music, so what the fuck is it? Ah. I mean, I'll say this, yeah. I was like, I have I had DJs back in the day. There is like something about like DJs were cool. There yeah. were DJs I liked DJs because, but cool. yeah, but but they but they would like they'd be a small part of what you listen to. You listen to four songs, and they'd be like Stone Temple Pilots. This is rock and roll on K Whale or whatever they'd say. And now, then they would, and then they, then you'd throw to commercials. Then they'd be like, "Now we're back. We're gonna listen to Collective Soul." And it's like, "All right, like that's that's what a DJ. That's all they do." Yeah. Uh, you know, you can only have so much opinions about them. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, I don't, I don't need them to wave their hands and yell and go me me me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and all of a sudden, so he uh, DJ Rockman wins the contest. So now he's officially the number one DJ in Los Angeles, which means apparently nobody's can listen to DJ streak anymore. Like he has to leave town. Like it's a WrestleMania uh, match. I don't know exactly how, how this works because near as I can tell only like a hundred, 150 people came to this thing. Uh, Los Angeles is like millions and millions of people. And he could just go back to work on Monday and never talk about it again. Yep. Yeah, you're right. But, this is um, a this is a huge market that I think they can afford to have two rock shows. Like you guys are very cutthroat, <laughs> and they're across the street from each other. I should point that out too. And I think did, was it was it a DJ was it loud uh, loud what was it loud FM? Did they have like giant speakers on the top of their building? Like is that their is that their business plan? They had a lot like uh, what I think is like fake gear. So like like an amp and a guitar and like stuff up there. Kind of like a hard rock cafe or something. It was sa- it was like satellites and stuff like that. Because I will say this this actually is this actually is one good joke. This is there's one good joke in this one. It's, <laughs> it's where he the, the, the I think the boys the three boys are looking for the um 
radio station and they're listening to the radio. They're like, hey, look for hip radio. You'll be down the street and you're going to see a one thing with a lot of equipment on top. And they look up and there's all this equipment on top. And he goes like, that's not us. We're across the street. And it's like, <laughs> then they turn around and hip you know radio what? is like this crappy little one. Uh, to be and fair, I like that. That was a good bit. That was a very good. I, good I, I thank you for saying it because I had forgotten to write it down. That was actually a good bit to help Denver find the radio station. <laughs> yes. Now, was Denver listening to the radio at that time? Yes, he was. I, he had a okay. boom box. Thank God. No, I, I thought, or was it Denver or was it the boys? Because the boys were tracking it down with the, uh, with they, well, they heard like, because they, they had the a scatting Walkman or like a little handheld thing. But Denver, because I am looking at it now, I, I, I pulled it okay. up and it is. It is indeed a whole bunch of satellite dishes. So, like, I guess they have uh, a higher, a far, further reach or something like that. Like, maybe they can make it over the hill to the valley uh, where these kids would actually be hearing it, whereas they wouldn't be able to hear hip radio. Oh, yes. Those mountains sure get in the way of our FM stations here in Los Angeles. I mean, yeah. Uh, there are, um, I've tried to get TV stations with uh, my little uh, uh, receiver dish thing. Well, that's the truth. Now, can I tell you the, and and I think maybe the line was right at the end of this episode. We haven't talked about the one that infuriated me for the last time and made me want to uh, buy an Ippolito suit was uh, the, the station manager comes over and goes to Rockman and says, Oh man, you won dressing up like a dinosaur. That was genius. (laughs) No, it wasn't. It didn't work. It didn't work at all. That's the part of it that failed. He had to take off the dinosaur costume to be successful. The point is, it got him in the door. Got him in the door. <sighs> I'm, so, well, I'm so mad at this show. Well, maybe the genius part was like, yeah, you got this dinosaur costume. You got the crowd to boo you. And then you took it off and everyone's like, oh, this is much better than that crappy dinosaur act. Like, because that's because they didn't like the dinosaur part about it. Not even a little bit. And then like Denver's basically on stage at the end. They they're pretending like he's off stage, but he's very clearly visible to the audience. <laughs> and uh, just everything. I, I don't know if I hate this or beast wars more. I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. <laughs> I don't know if you were to, if you were to tell me I had to watch another Denver, the last dinosaur or an episode of beast wars. Chan, Chan, where are you at on that? No, I would, I would, I would go get my finest suit. <laughs> which is a uh, leather jacket and shorts. <laughs> Can I just say, aside from Denver, people are still telling us we just didn't watch the right episode of Beast Wars. <laughs> How many episodes of Beast Wars that are awful do we have to watch to, unless unless we watch every episode, apparently? And only until we've watched the entire catalog can we finally form an opinion that this show isn't very good. Nope, like, nope, nope. No, you guys just keep picking the bad episodes. Well, if I can randomly grab an episode and it's bad, and then I grab another random episode and it's bad, maybe the show's bad. <laughs> I don't know. Is Beast Wars the bad CG one, right? Is the bad CG yeah, yes, Transformers? Yeah. yeah, it was be- when we first were dipping our toes into the CGI animation pool back in the, uh, what, early 90s. Whew. Anyway, I don't mean to talk about Beast Wars, but that's what Denver. This episode of Denver brought out of me. It made me want to talk about Beast Wars to, to, <laughs> to get some of the stink off. Think about that. <laughs> oh my gracious! Anyway, Denver, the last dinosaur exists. This is season two, episode two, Radio Denver. Uh, Matt Mazzani, thank you so much for joining the show today. Absolutely, what a what what a what a rock and roll time I had. Thank you, oh, sir. <laughs> 
you know, and I, I, I'm a big fan of the band Sticks, right? Sticks from the 1980s, right around the time that this existed. But in 1985, they put out a, a great uh, Mr. Roboto album called Kilroy Was Here. And I don't know if you guys are familiar. There is a whole story. There is a whole like cinematic that goes along with that album because it is meant to be told as like like a full story. These are characters in the songs. It's like an opera. It's wonderful. And one of the things that always <laughs> stuck me about it, even in the 1980s, was the plot is that rock and roll music has been banned because it warps the mind. And so the heroes keep singing over and over again how I'm going to be the one to bring back rock and roll. And even back in the mid '80s, as a child, I thought to myself, "That's pretty fucking lame." <laughs> this episode has every one of those vibes tattooed onto its arm. <laughs> yeah, there is like there is there's power there is there is like power to rock, but I I don't like I don't think a dinosaur would really like rock and roll. I just don't think they have like. They, they don't they don't have ears, do they? Do dinosaurs have ears? <laughs> I he put on headphones at one point and I had that question. <laughs> yeah. It was like it was like that Arthur situation where he puts on the headphones, but his ears are very clearly on the top of his head. Yeah. <laughs> I don't he must have little holes there or something, although they are not drawn nor animated. It actually is like more it actually is more sad if like if Denver just puts on the headphones because it's what the uh kids do and he just wants to like fit in and he just doesn't understand oh why god. he's doing it. That's oh just, my god. <laughs> it's just trained behavior. Yeah, and it's like he's he's gonna he's gonna Siegfried and Roy him soon just and just eventually just eat the kids until <laughs> he like I they stop the feeding episode. him. I want the episode where Denver bites the neck of the kid with glasses and ragdolls him through the yard. Yeah. Give me that. I'm going to say something that I didn't think I would ever say. I don't feel good about saying it. Yes. Uh, But the NEA can go eat a bag of dicks. Yeah. They recommend this show. What did we learn? Oh, my God. I unlearned so many things. I became stupider. And a meaner person because That's of this show. Right. I lost knowledge watching <laughs> this show. Clearly got paid off by Big Dinosaur here. Oh, <laughs> Big Dino. I'm so pissed. Not a solo dino anymore. No. God bless America. Denver, the last dinosaur. And the thing is, I feel like I've seen episodes of Denver not that long ago, and they didn't insult me like this one did. So maybe we're going to get like the Beast Wars apologists. We're going to get the Denver apologists. You just watched the bad one, guys. No, 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 no. Uh, I will I will never do another Denver the Last Dinosaur. Oh. Patrons can ask all they want, and I'm not going to do another Denver the Last Dinosaur. Uh, you patrons, you've heard it. You've heard it. You got to do it. Come on, request some more. Find some really, really bad. De- find a Denver worse than this. That's the knowing is half the podcast challenge. And then request it. I guarantee I, I'll make Chan do it. I'm not joking. I was saying this because I, I did watch this show. I did watch the show. I don't remember anything from it. But like this seemed like you may have just hit upon one of the worst episodes. There's like just the DJ thing is so grating. So maybe there is something to it. I don't. It was and bad. Maybe, this was a bad episode of television. Well, well, we've all been around radio. We've all live here in Los Angeles. Like, I, maybe it's because it's touching on stuff we actually know about that it's so offensive to us. There might be, but that is just another level on top of the badness that was already there. So, That's fair. like, That's fair. all right, just, well, it's bad all the way down. Matt, what are we plugging today? What would you like the people to know about? How could they find you online? 
Uh, uh, you can find me at Twitter at Matt Mazzani. Also check me out on Instagram at Matt Mazzani as well. Uh, I have a podcast called Get It Again, a wrestling podcast with me and two other hosts. Watch WCW Thunder from start to finish. That's been a blast. Uh, and oh, then also, awesome. oh, it's, it's, it's been a fun. Wait, who are the ride. other hosts on that? Uh, Stephen Lowe and Andrew Krakowski. Okay. I feel like I've heard of that. I've heard of that show before you talked about it. And I feel like I've talked to somebody else who was I on it. And feel like Andrea Listenberger was on it at one point. Andrew yes. Listenberger was on that for a bit. Yeah. Uh, yes. Then, that's yeah, we, okay. Thank you. And we all have some wrestling experience. We, so we kind of get like, like talk about it as like, kind of like how we would book it type stuff. And it's been very fun. Oh, wait a minute uh, now. Wait a minute. What is what is your wrestling experience? I didn't know about any of this. I want to stop the show dead to talk about that. Wait, sure. what? I, I, I wrote for the uh, WWE from 2016 to 2017. So I, I, I had my little cup of coffee at the in the wrestling business. Uh, now, just a general fan. Uh, and you, you see a lot of my weird. wrestling you, photos. Yeah. How do you write for a show where everything is completely real and happening live in front of you? Uh, I mean, that's, that's thing, you know, there's gotta be things like coming up next, you know, those chirons you put okay. on the bottom. Somebody's got to <laughs> no, write I get those. it. Somebody's you know what? Respect. Next. Mad respect. Yes. <laughs> um, yes, I, I was an, uh, a trained independent professional wrestler. That's why I will always have interest in anybody who's worked in the, uh, in the biz as the kids say. Yeah. You just, you, you spend a little time on one side of the guardrail, you know, it's, 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 it's opening. It's eye opening. You see a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for telling me about that. That was fantastic. Um, yeah. Anywhere else uh, they could find you? Social media? Did we talk about this? I'm just, all I can think about is wrestling now. <laughs> yeah. Twitter. Well, if you like the wrestling, follow, follow me on Instagram because I've, I've been going to all the independent shows. I've been doing a bunch of uh, photography of the uh, the wrestling shows. They've been pretty fun. So go, and, go enjoy that if you enjoy, uh, if you enjoy the wrestling. Love it, love it, love it. All right, well, with this show in particular, Knowing Except the Podcast, you know what's going on. You can find us at facebook.com slash knowing the podcast, patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast, where for $5, you can access our super secret vault and get access to nearly 500 episodes of this show, God willing. Uh, where's our completionist out there? Where's the Gina Ippolito of the crew who's going who's gonna to re-listen to every episode and, and play along? Let's do it. Chan's got a spreadsheet now. You can do it in different orders, alphabetical. Uh, <laughs> spreadsheet order canonical <laughs> order i don't know what's happening i don't know um, i actually i honestly tried to uh get them uh lined up in chronological order but there are so many of them with uh information missing that i was like you know what uh, yeah, it doesn't work dark spot. we've taken down the feed like three separate times and then yeah. we put it back up again so there's just no chance of getting that right at this point i just put them all into an order and then just just drag down with the uh, spreadsheet thing to make numbers. But you're number 405 now. There we go. Let's move on. <laughs> That's you. Congrats, 405. You made it. Um, you can find us on Twitter, of course, at G.I. Joe Podcast. And individually, I am at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. Matt, you could do in Twitter. Did you already mention this? Uh, just Matt Mazzani for me. It's easy easy to find. There you go. So you can and find us all on Twitter. At and, and Gina Ippy. At Gina Ippy. Uh, if you want pictures of what New Jersey looks like this time of year, <laughs> it's a big thing that she's doing. Right. If you, if you, if you want a deep dive of the architecture of Booton Township, New Jersey, <laughs> boy, have I got a Twitter feed for you for the next week. <laughs> that is today's episode. Denver, the last dinosaur can eat a bag of dicks in hell. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Suck it, NEA.
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy, you got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and foodie debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found.